Hey, welcome to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Ringe, and this is the space to be for high vibe people looking to create a beautiful life and business. Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast, my beautiful friends. I am Letitia Ringe, your coach, and it's a pleasure to be here with you all today. So my beautiful friends, today I am recording an episode for you all about conscious relationships. I'm going to share what a conscious relationship actually is, what the main qualities are of a conscious relationship. I'll also be sharing principles and common conscious relationship practices and why they even matter and how they'll improve your life no matter where you are right now. Now, as I mentioned in the previous episode, moving forward, I will be sharing a lot of content on the topic of conscious relationships. At first, we will be focusing on romantic relationships. Please know what you'll learn in this episode and in all future episodes on this topic can be applied to your romantic life, no matter where you are in the relationship cycle. So you might be single or you might be in a new relationship or a long-term relationship. No matter where you are, you can use what you learn to improve your romantic life and you can apply everything you learn to any other relationship in your life as well as any other area in your life. Because what we're really talking about when we talk about conscious relationships is approaching the area of your life, which is relationships through a lens of consciousness. So all of the concepts that you're going to learn over the future episodes I bring to you can be applied to any area of your life, including if you have one, a business. So today is going to support you no matter where you are. It will for sure give you inspiration and motivation to apply consciousness to your relationships and to the rest of your life. And it will for sure leave you feeling relieved at the end of this episode, because you're going to have a pathway that makes sense for bringing more love, fulfillment, enjoyment, and thriving across your life right away. So what is a conscious relationship? A conscious relationship is all about the lens you approach your relationships with. The way that I am defining conscious relationship is moving towards your relationships and approaching your relationships through awareness, i.e. I am being aware of how I'm approaching the relationship and how I'm showing up in the relationship the other person who's in the relationship and the relationship itself and what it needs. So I'm paying attention and bringing my awareness to all of these moving parts. When we have awareness, just like in every other area of our life, it allows us to choose. And when you are able to choose, you have the ultimate choice. Am I going to look at my life, look at my relationships and act from a place of love, which also means abundance, or am I going to choose to see and act from a place of fear or scarcity? The secret to improving any aspect of your life really is as simple as this. 
shifting your perception from one of fear and scarcity to one of love and abundance. It sounds a lot easier than it is because we all have as humans a mind which is designed to protect us in order to do its job, which is relevant and necessary. It needs to look at the world through the lens of fear. (laughs) The issue is it's gotten a little overactive in that respect. And so many of us are overly associated with our mind. We don't realize that we are the awareness of our minds. The mind is just one source of power, just like your body is a source of power. And just like your intuition or your inner voice is also a source of power. Your inner voice will always give you a perspective that comes from love and abundance. So if you're confused about what it would look like to approach any area of your life with more love and abundance, the more you develop your connection with your intuition and your inner voice, the more answers and perspective you're going to get there. Still, we're humans, and so we will move forward in life Dancing between these two perspectives, fear and love, fear and love, fear and love. When we put that situation in the context of relationships, when another person is involved, we can tend to have heightened fear. And the reason for this is we have been programmed to fear each other. And so there's this separation that our mind focuses upon which leads us to feel afraid and to become really attached or to push each other away. And therefore it leads to different attachment styles, which you may have heard of, which create their own problems with consciously relating with each other. The more we can apply a loving perspective to our relationship that allows each party to be free to be themselves that comes from a place of trust I know that you're doing the best you can you know I'm doing the best we know that we're committed to this relationship with each other right now so we're going to be present and we're going to stick with that for right now we're not going to jump into the future and figure out where all of this is going we're not going to keep holding each other to the past and judging each other by past mistakes we've made. We're going to be in this moment, in the present. We're going to choose to act from love. We're going to choose to see with love. Can you even just feel the freedom that is created simply through these words? Can you imagine how different it would feel to show up in a relationship that embodies this perspective of love? And all we've spoken about here is a simple shift in perception. Yet, as we know, as humans, we are constantly going to go into not being aware. (laughs) We will slip back into the mind and the fear-based perspective. We will slip into a lack of consciousness. We will slip into not being present and being on autopilot and letting our programmed fears beliefs and behaviors take over, which often come from a place of separation rather than a place of connection. So what we're doing is learning how to love. We're learning how to be connected. 
we're practicing bringing awareness to ourselves and also to our relationships. We're learning how to live from a perspective of love. We're practicing that. This is what becomes our discipline. So the way I define a conscious relationship is simply about approaching your relationship with awareness and with love. That's it. The next thing I want to talk about is the qualities of a conscious relationship. So the qualities of a conscious relationship include commitment to each party's growth and healing. Now, what this looks like is this. There are two individuals within the relationship and we want to create a relationship that allows for each party to continue to grow and evolve. What this looks like is giving each party everything they need to thrive across all the different aspects of what makes them up as humans, their spiritual life, their sexual life, their emotional life, their mental life, their creative, their financial, everything that they need to thrive as a human and to continue growing and evolving. And the reason this is important is because we live in a universe that is constantly growing and evolving. In order to be in flow with that, we too need space to grow and evolve. Have you ever been in a relationship where you felt like you couldn't change, where you felt like you couldn't grow, where you felt like the very comfort of the relationship was stopping you from growing? And have you felt how frustrating that feels to be in that situation? This is because we as humans crave growth and evolution. And this isn't coming from a place of growth for growth's sake. Sometimes we can also go overboard where we're pushing ourselves to grow. And we say, if you're not getting better then in, in growth, then you're not improving as a human. And we can push and beat ourselves up and it can become urgent. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about, of course, coming from a place of truly accepting ourselves. And part of that acceptance is that we will grow and evolve. We will shed layers. We will learn more about ourselves. We will have new desires. We're always changing and growing. And so a conscious relationship space is going to allow each party to grow. It's going to allow space for each party to thrive. It's going to allow space for each party to be themselves, to walk their path and to be purpose-driven. So one of the biggest cravings that most people have in a relationship where they're desiring more growth and more consciousness is that they want a space where they can fulfill their purpose and still be in a relationship with someone else. This can be difficult because often in relationships, we want the other person to be exactly the same as us, which means we want them to walk the exact same path. We want them to like the same things as us, to need the same things. And this is never going to work long-term because no two people are the same. We all have our own path. We all have our own purpose. When you can come into a relationship and have respect for your differences and you can support each other 
in their individual path and purpose and living that life that is self-actualized, this is going to allow enough space for each party to feel like they are safe to grow and evolve. And with that comes healing. I think one of the things that stops people from entering into conscious relationships or applying consciousness to the relationship process is that we think we need to be fully healed and perfect first. I want you to know that that is not possible. (laughs) It's the same as in business. Many people in the area of coaching and healing believe that the only way that they can grow their business is if they are fully healed and perfect first. They think that they need to be the best coach, the best human across every area of their life. If they have any wounds, then that means they can't be successful in business as a coach or a healer. The fact is you are a human, which means you will always have things to heal. It's a journey, not a destination. We're not trying to get somewhere where we're not facing any wounds where we don't have any trauma. It's about accepting yourself as the imperfect and therefore perfect human in your current state of healing that you're in. You can enter into a conscious relationship today, no matter where you are and no matter how imperfect you're telling yourself you are. And in fact, by doing that and allowing space for healing in the relationship process, you are actually going to heal so much faster. I can tell you in the new relationship that I've recently entered into applying all of these conscious relationship principles with another coach who is also well-versed in conscious relationship principles, we have both been healing, healing at a rapid rate and there's still more healing to go and there always will be as long as we're alive. But what makes it a conscious relationship is not the fact that we are healing. It's the fact that we have the space to heal. And that is what I want for all of you. The space to heal within your relationships, the space to be imperfect, to make mistakes, to bring awareness to your wounds, to learn. That is conscious relationship. Just like in conscious business, we're always learning. We're not getting it perfect all the time. We're learning from ourselves. And that level of awareness that allows the learning is what makes it conscious. Another quality is our relationship to ourself comes first. So you've probably heard amongst most dating advice is the idea that you need to focus on improving your relationship with yourself first. And I also agree with that. However, the way that I like to think about it is it's really about self-acceptance and understanding what you need as an individual so that you can show up in the relationship. You can take full responsibility for yourself You can communicate effectively with your partner about what it is you need and how you're going to be able to show up best. And you're able to then have conscious communication with that partner. 
But if we don't have a good relationship with ourselves, it's probably looks like we are not accepting ourselves, right? We want to be better. We're telling ourselves that we're terrible and horrible people and we're not taking care of ourselves. Maybe you don't even know what your needs are. And in that case, it's impossible to share that with a partner. And it's probably also impossible for you to hold unconditional loving space for your partner as well. So when we say we focus on the relationship to self first, we want to do that because that is the part that we can control and we can't control the other person. But what I want you to know is that you don't have to give yourself this big to-do list. (laughs) You don't have to change yourself and, and have this big three month or 10 year plan before you can actually be with the person that you want to be with. Often it simply shifts in perspective and by simply meeting yourself where you're at today, that is going to help you move forward with more consciousness. Here's an example. When I started dating people last year, I had put on weight. And so as I came into dating again, I had this extra weight on my body. And so I could have moved through the dating process telling myself I needed to lose weight first before I start dating, which would have meant that maybe I didn't start dating until 2023. But there was a moment where I realized, hang on a minute, I am a wonderful person who's beautiful just as I am. And the only thing I need to do here is accept that about myself, that I can date right now. I just need to make that decision instead of putting something in the way of me getting started. So actually, before I went on the first date with the person I ended up with, I decided you're beautiful just as you are and you don't need to lose weight before you can meet the partner that you want to attract, you can meet them now. And ultimately we ended up becoming boyfriend and girlfriend. So your relationship to yourself comes first because it's what you can control and because it's what the conscious relationship needs so that you can both effectively communicate who you are and what you what you need. And also so you can hold that space of unconditional love for each other too. And you can make that simply in a decision today. It doesn't need to be a whole process that you've got to work your way through first. The third quality of a romantic uh, conscious relationship is the ability to hold sacred space for each other. Marianne Williamson is a personal development speaker, someone who I love. She's written many books. One is called A Return to Love. And I went to a talk of hers in London many years ago where she described romantic relationships being one of the only spaces where two people can come together and hold sacred space for each other. The way that I took away the lesson on that day was that in life, we get to use our romantic relationships to show up completely as ourselves and to be witnessed by another completely as ourselves and to also practice witnessing another completely as themselves too. This is so special and so sacred because the one thing that we're truly desiring in life is to belong. And we believe that belonging is all about fitting in. But what we now know 
is that belonging is really about accepting ourselves. So if you can come into a space where you have someone witnessing you and you can be accepted by that person and accept the other person exactly as they are with all their weaknesses, with all their strengths, with the pieces you don't like about them and the pieces you love about them, and you can simply accept them exactly as you are, that in and of itself is one of the most healing places you will ever find. The next quality of a conscious relationship is seeing the relationship as its own entity. What this means is just like the way I've taught business as a separate entity, we too can see the romantic relationship as its own entity too. So we've got the two individuals, they are each their own entity, and then we have the relationship that we are co-creating together. And that is its own entity. It has its own needs. It needs to be nurtured. It needs to be nourished. It has its own desires. And then there are the individuals in the relationship who each have their own needs, who each have their own desires, who each need to be nurtured and nourished in their own way. You might have an individual vision and you might have a vision for the relationship. Each individual needs to grow and evolve and the relationship needs to grow and evolve. We need to bring consciousness and awareness to each of the individuals in the relationship and to the relationship itself. When you do this, you will allow space for that growth and evolution that you're seeking. And it's simply through recognizing that there is another entity here and it is the relationship itself. Another quality of a conscious relationship is simply coming from love versus fear. So every time you're noticing yourself acting in a way that's not feeling good or it's creating conflict, you can ask yourself, is this coming from love or is it coming from fear? Most of the conflicts in a relationship can be transmuted or even avoided simply through becoming aware that, whoa, This is coming from a fear-based perspective right now. And it's actually got nothing probably to do with the trigger in front of me. It's actually about a wound that I'm holding or about a program I have that is based in fear. And then you can decide through that awareness to move forward differently. Another quality of a conscious relationship is presence. Being able to be present with each other in the journey of the relationship, being able to be present with yourself, giving presence to what each of you need and what the relationship needs. Presence is enough. The one thing that we're all seeking from each other is presence. Have you ever sat across from someone who is deeply seeing and listening to you, how often do you experience that? This presence is something hopefully you should be experiencing in your relationship with your coach when they hold coaching space for you. You're being seen just as you are. They're listening without thinking about how they're going to respond. They're just deeply listening to you. 
this space is so healing and it's what we can provide each other within a romantic relationship as well. Again, this is about acceptance, accepting each person for how they're feeling, accepting each person for where they're at, for who they are, for what their purpose is, just simply being present today and not talking about the future and the past constantly, but being with each other in this moment right now. That is incredibly powerful and transformative. Another quality of a conscious relationship is moving with intention. So instead of just reacting to what's happening to you throughout the day, move with intention, create the day. What do you want to embody here? Why are you doing what you're doing? What do you want to create? Move with intention. And if you do that with another person, you both have your ability to create and co-create supporting whatever it is you're putting your attention to. That is incredibly powerful. When my partner and I opened up our relationship, we set intentions for our relationship to make sure that we're aligned and also to use our manifesting powers to create that. When I consciously closed my previous relationship, we set intentions for how we wanted the experience of our breakup and our relationship beyond the romantic relationship to be. That means we get to create that rather than just seeing what happens. We're conscious creators. We recognize that we aren't here to react to life. We're here to create. Acceptance is also a quality of a conscious relationship. Accepting where you are in the relationship and accepting each other. Unconditional love is another quality. The more that you can love without conditions, the more belonging you're going to experience for yourself the more freedom you'll feel in your relationships, the more space both of you will have to grow and evolve and the more intimacy and trust you'll have with each other. Finally, trust. Conscious relationship is built on trust and trust is something that you give and that you practice. I really encourage you not to think of trust as something that is earned. Give it. If people fail to be trustworthy, then you can implement boundaries. But we don't need to protect ourselves as much as we think we do. Trust creates more trust. It's like abundance begets more abundance. If you're acting from fear, you're going to get more fear. If you're acting from protection, you're going to need to be protected because that's what you're looking for. If you expect people to be trustworthy, you're going to find that most people meet you in that trustworthiness. Biggest shift that I made in my relationship journey with my previous partner of 10 years is when I went into that relationship, I decided to trust him completely. And he was the most trustworthy person, but I attracted that because I allowed myself to move from trust, right? Instead of continuing, continuing to recycle the trust issues that I had in my previous relationship of five years before that. 
where we just were doing this dance, where we just were waiting for the other person to make the first move and to prove that they were trustworthy. But we were both waiting for that. So we both withheld our trust as a result. And, you know, it only takes one person to change in a relationship. If you're the person that says, listen, I'm going to choose to trust you, that will allow the other person to decide whether they want to meet you in that too. So know that you don't both have to decide, hey, are we going to trust each other? You can make that first move and change the whole course of your relationship. So there we go. Qualities of a conscious relationship. Now let's talk about the principles and practices of a conscious relationship. I mentioned one earlier, and that is conscious communication. Conscious communication is all about communicating with the other person in a very conscious way. So moving from the heart, coming from the lens of love, allowing each person to be radically honest and radically vulnerable, remembering what your shared intention is, i.e. why you're both there. It's because you love each other. Allowing each person to take full responsibility for the way they feel and their experience and allowing them to communicate that without trying to change what they're telling you. Being able to meet that person completely with where they are without taking responsibility for where they are. We'll talk more about conscious communication for sure in a later episode. But one of the lessons I learned through this most recent relationship experience was that my only job was to meet this person in every conversation with where they were. I didn't need to worry about what was said. Anything that they said to me, I was able to meet, even if it was something that I didn't want to hear or I didn't like hearing, because the point wasn't what they were talking about. It was about being able to hold a space where anything could be met. We all put way too much power in words. We think that what a person says is actually how they feel and what they and, or how they think about the subject they're talking about. Often we just need a space to say the words, to get them out of the way, to be able to access deeper wisdom, to be able to access greater love. And so conscious communication allows for that. And when you know that you don't have to hold people to what they say and that they are responsible for the way they're thinking and feeling, it allows for that greater capacity for love and connection. And it means that you're not sitting in fear, waiting to hear what they have to say as if it's a damning sentence. People can say something and then say, you know what? I see your point of view now, or you know what? I don't think I really feel that way. Or you know what? I feel that way and I can sit with it. I don't need to act from it. I'm just going to sit here for a moment. Another principle is radical honesty. This is something that seems like it will get you into a lot of trouble. And it can be really, really hard when you're used to people pleasing and trying to manipulate people's perception of you. But when you get into the practice of radical honesty, communicating exactly what you're thinking and feeling, knowing that it doesn't mean that that's right, 
It allows for so much freedom for both parties in the relationship. It allows you to understand each other more. And once again, it also allows you to change your mind. Well, that was how I thought, but now that I've communicated it and heard your perspective, now I think about it differently. The man I'm currently in relationship with is really, really good at this. And at first I was a little taken aback because he was just so honest. But once I realized that it didn't matter what he actually communicated with me, it was just that I was able to meet whatever he shared with me. It allowed for so much freedom for both of us. And it has been beautiful for me to practice radical honesty myself because it's shown me again that it actually doesn't matter what it is you're thinking or feeling or communicating. It's really just that you have the space to do that. And that helps you to feel free. It helps you to create a relationship that feels incredibly spacious. Radical vulnerability is also another practice of a conscious relationship. How vulnerable will you allow yourself to be? Will you really share how you're feeling? Will you really share what you're thinking? Will you really share what you're desiring? Another principle is self-awareness. The only way we can be radically vulnerable or even radically honest or even practice conscious communication is through self-awareness. That is being aware of how you're thinking, being aware of how you're feeling, being aware of your behavior, being aware of each other, being aware of the dynamic. Self-awareness is what allows for choice, which is ultimately freedom. So the more we can build our muscle of self-awareness and observe ourselves, learn about ourselves, the more we can actually accept ourselves and the more we can allow ourselves to be seen by the other person in the relationship. Another principle is radical responsibility. This is really, really important. I had this on my dating profile. (laughs) And the reason for this is radical responsibility is about taking complete responsibility for everything that happens in your life and everything that happens in the relationship and your part in that. The more you step into radical responsibility, the more power you create in your life and the more freedom you have. This is the same in business. If you take full responsibility for it, it gives you power. It gives you the ability to create. So you want to take radical responsibility. However, sometimes this can feel really overwhelming because it it is also telling you that you're responsible for everything exactly as it is and the journey that you're experiencing right now. Something I've noticed in the coaching industry is a tendency to blame our coaches, blame our coaches for our results, blame our coaches for our experience, blame your partner for your results, blame your partner for your experiences. Maybe it's blaming your parents. The more you do that, no matter how true it might feel and no matter what circumstances you have, every time you do that, you lose your power and your ability to change. So you want to take full responsibility for your relationship as it is for where you are right now in the relationship process. If you're single, take full responsibility for that. If you're in a relationship that isn't working or isn't thriving, take full responsibility for that. 
When you do that, it gives you the ability to change your circumstances instead of fighting against them, instead of giving your power to someone else. So radical responsibility is super important and it's one that we'll talk about for sure in the future. Another principle is deep intimacy. One of the cravings that I had before entering into this new relationship was a craving for deep intimacy. I wanted to go as deep as I could in terms of intimacy. Now, what this actually means is very subjective. Part of what it meant to me was just being able to be seen completely with another and to see them, the deep intimacy of that. And once you feel like you've really gone there, really stretching the edges to go there even deeper. How intimate can we be? And this desire, like just imagine deepening your intimacy in your romantic relationship and then bringing what the result of that witnessing is out into the world. You've been seen in such a deep way that you see yourself more deeply. And then you go out into the world with that awareness. It's incredibly healing. Another principle is emotional awareness. I also had this on my profile. (laughs) You need to be aware of how you're feeling. The more that we can communicate with each other in relationships, listen, this is how I'm feeling. The more we can get awareness as to why we're feeling that way, which will always be about a thought we're thinking. (laughs) And, and also the, the better we're able to actually stop and feel And as we know, as coaches and space holders, when we have an emotion, all we need to do is feel it. (laughs) That sounds a lot more simple than it actually is in practice because everything within our mind is telling us not to feel. So the key to a conscious relationship is having emotional awareness. So really owning your emotions and how you're feeling and how they're fueling your actions and the thoughts that are driving them and practicing, processing and allowing your emotions by actually feeling them. That will allow for a clearer channel in the relationship so that you're not just constantly reacting to your emotions or avoiding them, but instead you're taking full responsibility for them and you're feeling and processing them, which allows you then move forward from a clear space. You can also understand attachment styles and needs. You've probably heard of avoidant versus anxious attachment. There are other ones as well. These are really helpful to understand and to recognize where you're at in terms of your attachment style, because it's not about coming to a place of secure attachment necessarily. It's about understanding what each person in the relationship's attachment style is, and then understanding their behavior as a result of that. You can, of course, learn to come from a more secure place in your relationships, but again, we get to meet ourselves where we're at right now. If you've got any abandonment issues, which most of us have, you're probably going to have either avoidant or an anxious leaning in terms of your attachment style. And so relationships, romantic relationships might be the perfect place to practice supporting your attachment style and also learning to come from a more secure place. Conscious commitment is also another principle, and this is where you consciously commit not only to the relationship together, but what you're creating in the relationship. So really moving from conscious commitments rather than unconscious commitments. If you want to know what an unconscious commitment 
have a look at your life and your relationships exactly as they are right now, you are committed to that state in some way, whether it's conscious or unconscious. And the sooner you take ownership for that, the sooner you can make conscious commitments and move forward. We'll talk more about this concept in a later episode. I also want you to think about the idea of co-creating together. You're co-creating this relationship together. It's not something that you're just like leaving up to chance or stuck with. You're actively co-creating it together. You can also think about your conscious relationship as an intentional space, something that you with intention are creating together or even a space that you can come in and know that it's been set up intentionally to hold you in a specific way. I also recommend that as a practice, you focus on the journey, not the destination. This could be in terms of if you're dating someone rather than dating someone, focusing on, are they going to be the person that I'm with for the rest of my life? Could you just date them and get to know them? (laughs) Could you just be present in that moment and not try to rush to being in a relationship or being married or whatever it is that you're jumping to and instead just get to know them? Because if you do that, it's more likely you're actually going to get to the place you want to be sooner. Just like in business, if you can be present with where you are now and not fighting it and accept it and meet it fully, you will grow quicker. You also want to be loving in action and practice. Love is also an action and we create love through feeling love and we create the feeling of love through the way we think. It's about your perspective. So you want to ask yourself, are my actions coming from a place of love or not? And if they're not, you can start practicing love in action by actually taking more actions that come from love and and over time they'll become more habitual. I also believe conscious relationships require the ability to make mistakes and to have this sense of imperfection. We're not here to get it perfect. We're here to make mistakes and learn through the process. And then finally, this idea of non-judgmental space for each other. You get to be witnessed, you get to be messy, you get to be human, and you still are worthy, whole, and also completely accepted in this space, which is our relationship. So why does this matter, my beautiful friends? Why does conscious relationships matter and these principles? Well, I hope by seeing and hearing more about the qualities of a relationship that is conscious and also about the principles and practices, you can see how if you created this for yourself within the area of your romantic relationship or within other areas in your life or other relationships, you can see how this will allow yourself to create a life that is more beautiful to you. Essentially, it's about being yourself, accepting yourself, allowing yourself a sense of belonging and being able to experience that in witness with another person who you're committed to and who you're co-creating something intentional with. Having this in your life allows for 
more manifestation power together, personal growth. It allows your needs and desires to be met. It allows a mirror. It allows you to have support in thriving and purpose. It allows you to have a team. Think about how your life could be different if you simply felt safe to communicate your desires and needs to another person. Let's even think about this just sexually in terms of your sexual body. If you were truly able to feel safe communicating what it is you desire sexually with your partner, how would that change the context of your relationship right now? This is an area where a lot of people feel very unfulfilled or they're not communicating fully, they're people pleasing, and then therefore they're suppressing a part of themselves and also their personal growth and discovery. So conscious relationships allow you to be more yourself in the witness of another, which allows you to then go out into the world feeling more confident in being yourself. And that's how we show up and make the greatest contribution to the world. It's how we fulfill our purpose. It's how we show up as the best version of ourselves. And it's also how we live life from a place of deeper love, which is really what we're all here to do. So my beautiful friends, conscious relationships allow for transformation They allow for thriving. They allow for fulfillment. And something that most of us humans are seeking is more connection. Meaningful connection can be intentionally created through the concept of conscious relationships. I'm going to teach you more about how to do this. I hope that this episode has really opened up your mind to show you what is possible. There is a whole other world out there. There is a new way to relate with one another and it's important. And I would say even fundamental that we get this down. The more conscious you can be in a romantic relationship, the more conscious you can be with yourself, with your clients, with your friends, the more conscious a world we can create. If you would love support as you transform your relationship, no matter where you are in your life right now, whether you're in a relationship, whether you're single, whether you're in a new relationship, whether you're deciding to leave a relationship, whether you're just going through a breakup, I have a one-to-one three-month coaching program that can support you where I will teach you more about these concepts and we will apply them and we will move you towards the conscious relationship that you personally want to create. If you'd like to find out more about that, head to latisharinge.com forward slash coaching, and then we can have a conversation about what that will look like for you. I hope you're feeling inspired and a little relieved from this episode about what is possible for you in the context of relationships. And I'm super excited to share more on this topic in the future. Thank you for listening to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Ringe, and I appreciate you so much. If you would like support one-to-one as you up-level your life, business, or relationships in a conscious, intentional, and love-focused way, then head to letitiaringe.com forward slash coaching. I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye. 